0: Today on CityCast Philly.
1: A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype.
0: That's from the movie Groundhog Day. This year is its 30th anniversary. But the actual annual Pennsylvania holiday has been celebrated for more than 100 years. Legend has it, if Punxsutawney Phil sees his shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter. If not, well, spring is around the corner. I'm speaking with CityCast Pittsburgh host Morgan Moody about why the Keystone State keeps this tradition going and how accurate is Phil? It's Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Joining me is CityCast Pittsburgh host, Morgan Moody.
1: Hey, Morgan. Hey, Trinae. Morgan, PA loves groundhogs, right? I mean, I don't know if I love them, but yes, the state, it may as well be a state animal. Right. We got
0: Punxsutawney Phil, which we're going to talk about today, Mm -hmm. and also the cute little one,
1: Gus, who is with the lottery. Yeah, the second most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania is his (laughs) tagline. Morgan, what is Groundhog Day? Well, <laughs> from my research, Punxsutawney is a town. It's almost 80 miles north of Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a population of like 5,000 people, so it's pretty small. Every year, though, on February 2nd, and I guess even leading up to the day, 40,000 people, roughly, descend from all over the world to celebrate a groundhog who predicts the weather. <laughs> Is Groundhog's Day the most unreasonable holiday that we believe in? I know it's not a holiday, but we do celebrate, you know, a fairy who takes our discarded teeth for cash. So Right. That's kind of sick. Um <laughs>
0: and we have the Easter bunny, a random bunny who gives us chocolate. I don't know, Groundhog's Day. It's one of those wild traditions, you know, that we do celebrate specifically here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, I remember like in elementary school, we talked about it when we were learning about the state of Pennsylvania yes. and like all the quirkiness <laughs> that this state has. Yeah.
1: Do you believe in this? Uh I actually do a little bit.
0: <laughs> You're I do. A believer. What about you?
1: I hung my hopes too many years on uh, that groundhog. Bringing me a little bit of warmer weather, uh, yeah. And uh, I've been disappointed quite a few years, of course. I feel, I feel like
0: though it's because it's so many people at this event. He's scared.
1: You think it's the pressure? You think it's the pressure? Yeah, it's the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> this is his job. He one day a year. That's true. He's supposed to bring us hopefully some good news. But then again, it is Pennsylvania, and it is Pittsburgh. It is Philly. And I think we can only expect to have winter at least through March. But Morgan, there are some believers and people who take a
0: more logical approach to weather patterns. And we took that approach in our interviews. So, Morgan, you're the skeptic (laughs) uh, (laughs) and you talk to someone that's opposite of that.
1: Right. I probably spoke to uh, one of the biggest believers, I guess, outside of you, Trinae, uh, is the guy who is Punxsutawney Phil's handler. Wow. Yeah. yeah, AJ Darum. So he takes him out of the hole on the day. Um, and I should mention, like, we're going to play some audio from our interviews. Um, and AJ has a really big beard. Uh, so you might hear some scratching on, on his microphone on that tape. You know, just couldn't help it. Okay, so tell me, how do you get a job like that, being Phil's handler? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, This actually isn't his day job, surprisingly. One day, working one day a year doesn't um, pay the bills, but it is something that runs in his family.
2: My great-grandfather was involved. My grandfather was in the inner circle, which are the 15 guys that wear the top hats like we do today. Mm. So I kind of grew up around it. And uh, one of my dad's best friends was Phil's handler when I was growing up. And so I spent a lot of time you know seeing that, and always kind of thought, yeah, I hope I get to do that someday.
1: yeah, the guys in the what is with all the the top hats and the fancy outfits? Can you describe what the inner circle is?
2: Yeah, well, so anybody in the world can join the Punk's Tony Groundhog Club. It's like you know you get a secret to code or pin in the mail and maybe mm-hmm. like a you know monthly newsletter, things like that. but uh. The groundhog club inner circle it's kind of like the board of directors and there's 15 individuals uh, we elect our own memberships and you're in for life as long as you stay within the punks area but we essentially our job we have one job one mission and that is to perpetuate the legend of punks phil
1: so basically well. i talked to yeah you know like yeah. the, the the gang leaders of uh, <laughs> of groundhogs day <laughs> that is so cool
0: though like it's 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 really cool to have Family traditions um, that you could pass down. So, on the flip side, I actually talked to Dr. Stam Zervanos, who's been studying groundhogs for decades. And he told me that the tradition of using the groundhog to predict weather actually started a long, long, long time ago. It's got roots in this like ancient Christian tradition where the priests, the clergy, would distribute candles during winter. And then the candles somehow represented like a long and cold winter. So then the Germans picked up the holiday and expanded it to using the hedgehog to predict the weather.
3: When the Germans uh, migrated, some of the German migrations happened in the um, late uh, 1700s to Pennsylvania, actually. And they found uh, they didn't ha- we don't have hedgehogs here, but we have groundhogs. So when they saw the groundhog, they just added the groundhog to that tradition.
1: Do you ever remember getting up and watching this coverage on the news uh, before school? Yes, I definitely watched and Remember...
0: To our listeners, this is a time when you know, we didn't have Twitter. We we barely had the school hotline for like whether we had to like listen to see if our school was gonna close yeah. if there was a storm on the radio. So we would watch um like the morning news and the guys would be out there holding the the groundhog. Like <laughs> they did like um in The Lion King, like <laughs> He's out and we will have, and then whatever the prediction was. Yeah.
1: Always something disappointing. Always, (laughs) um, (laughs) always, always more like 30 degree days, negative something degree days, a certain amount of snow. Yeah. I also spoke with AJ about what Phil is doing during the year when it's not, you know, the day where he is predicting six more weeks of winter or an early spring. And most of the year, he's living in a library with his wife, Phyllis. Oh, a library. That's so cute. Yeah, it's very cozy accommodations for a groundhog. But I guess in that in that habitat, you know, he's not doing he and Phyllis. They're not doing things that most groundhogs would do, like mating or hibernating. Really, the mating is what I was like very interested in because I wanted to know if they're making this, you know, these successions of of fills, who is next in line for the throne. Um, (laughs) And apparently they're not really doing that. They're not really mating um, because they're in that in the library in that controlled environment.
2: Now, that's what the science, uh, if you want to hear the not so scientific explanation, you know, their bedroom has a picture window looking into the park and looking into the children's section of the library. So. There's not a lot of romance happening if you <laughs> Yeah.
1: Hard to hard to get intimate with kids around. That's right. <laughs> that is hilarious. So when I
0: spoke with Dr. Zervanos, he told me that groundhogs that are in the wild are actually really hibernating during this time and that, you know, they don't come out until the spring to do their mating.
3: They spend about a week out of hibernation this time of the year. And then when they come out in March, they mate. And within ten days, in our study area, within ten days, eighty five percent of the matings occur.
1: See, that's the problem. they've got they've got Phil on our Gregorian calendar, and uh, they've got his his natural schedule all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so shifting gears
0: uh, a little bit and not to bury the lead. but this Groundhogs day is like really, really special.
1: That is right. Phil is being uh, inducted. Phil's finally being given his flowers for his inaccurate weather predictions. Uh, The Punxsutawney Weather Discovery Center actually inducted Phil as its 19th and final member into the Meteorologist Hall of Fame yesterday for Groundhog Eve for this year, which has to be a slap in the face to meteorologists who have studied for years and maybe are a little bit more accurate than Phil. Well, how Um, accurate is Phil? According to his handler, 100% of the time.
2: Well, so Phil has never been wrong. When he gets out of, you know, people think form their opinion on how they think it goes down. But really, I pull him out of his stump. I set him on the stump. Phil and Phil alone decides whether or not he's seen his shadow. And then he communicates that, you know, his, his findings to the president of the Groundhog Club. He's the only person in the world that can interpret groundhog ease.
1: How, how long did it take to uh, to learn that language, or is it natural in it
2: wouldn't Well, it's not natural to anyone except for the president, and they're able to interpret it through the possession of the this ancient acacia wood cane. It's a wooden walking cane that's been passed down from president to president, and through the possession of that cane, that's what gives you those abilities, but it's kind of like the sword in the stone. You know, like you or I might pick that cane up and you know, you might start you might look at Phil and he starts twitching his nose. And you, if you recognize what he's saying, then you would be then probably be the next in line to be the president of the Groundhog Club. I pick up that cane and it's just like another walking cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of how that works. That's got to be wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly trying to remember even a handful of times that Phil has even said that it was going to be an early spring. Right. I regularly tuned in to be disappointed. Right.
0: <laughs> well, Dr. Cervanos told me that, yeah, Phil is not a good way to predict the <laughs> weather.
3: No. <laughs> They're only right about a third of the time. So that's less than probability. I mean, that's less than 50-50.
1: Man. <laughs> Phil. That's oh, uh. Phil. <laughs> You know, he does it because he loves it, right? I don't know if he does it because he's an expert. But, you know, according to the legend that the uh, inner circle upholds, again, Phil is never wrong. (laughs) You know, I'm also curious, though,
0: Morgan, I asked Dr. Zervanos if it's the same groundhog that they've been celebrating all of these years. And if not, like, what's the lifespan of a groundhog?
3: It's usually uh, four or five years. They could live longer. For example, um, Popsitone Phil, who's taken care of, can live maybe seven or eight years.
0: Yeah. So there's no way. There's no way that it's this, You know, it's not the same
1: one. Well, he's right. Phil is taken care of very well. Taken care of. Phil probably has better digs than me. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if uh, if that's been the key, but it has brought him a pretty long lifespan up until this point.
2: The way it happened in Punxsutawney with Punxsutawney Phil, he actually found us around 1886 or 1887. And he's actually the same groundhog that has been in our care ever since then. Um, mm. The way it kind of happened here in Punxsutawney, there were a group of guys, they weren't the Inner circle yet. They weren't the Groundhog Club. They were just guys that had an annual picnic where they uh, feasted on Groundhog. They literally went out and hunted Groundhog in the morning and had a picnic in the afternoon. And they'd bring in dignitaries from around, you know, from different areas. This was a big industrial center. A lot of coal was coming from here and going to Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. the different, and, and Buffalo and the different big coal centers. And, you know, so they used this kind of as a publicity type thing and they did this this wasn't uncommon in rural America at the time yeah. these like kind of hunts Anyway, these guys were out one day at one year and they noticed we say they noticed a particular groundhog as unique and that's when he became the guest of honor rather than the main course at that picnic and that's Punxie Phil He's been with us ever since so we don't need to worry about a succession line uh, We just <laughs> need to worry about keeping care of the true seer of seers
1: Right before this big event happens, you know, this episode is going to be out. So what is your prediction, Trené? Do you see six more weeks of winter or are we in for an early spring? I think we're in for an early spring because it's already getting a little bit warmer in Philly. Can I be mad at you if you're wrong? (laughs) I'm not the groundhog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, CityCast Pittsburgh host Morgan Moody.
1: Thanks for joining me today. Trine, thank you so much for uh, indulging us and walking and walking down memory lane of of many school mornings, watching this groundhog, hoping for better weather.
0: (laughs) That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about Punxsutawney Phil, let a friend know, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.
1: I, I Phil has uh, some special powers, and maybe it's time that uh, that I acknowledge it.